Welcome to Who's the Mummy, the Dan and Lucy podcast. So you might know us from TikTok, where you'll often find me pranking Lucy. Annoyingly, mostly. This is a little look behind the scenes, a little look at our lives. Life as new mum and dad. We hope you enjoy. <laughs> Hello, episode five. I'm going to sing you in because this one is a bit more serious. So, uh, <laughs> so you thought you'd balance it by doing it? Doing a little Before song. doing a little, a little sing song. Um, yeah, this one is a little bit more serious. We're talking about the serious side to parenting. Yeah. Um, because, it, you know, it can all be fun and games. It can be very stressful. Um, but there is actually a lot of serious stuff that sometimes is maybe too, too taboo to talk about. Would you, would you agree? I think, yeah, I would 100% agree. And I also think that from our point of view... Mm-hmm. We only seem to put out like the videos we put out are based around comedy and the yeah. fun side of parenting and being new parents. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff you put out on your Instagram is mummy stuff and mummy vlogs. Yeah. Whereas actually there is another side to it. There is a more serious side that people don't generally talk about. So. Yeah. No. I know. I agree. I think. Like, okay. So. I Let's rem- talk about it. Well. Let's just do that. Let's just talk about it. (laughs) So I remember when I was pregnant, um, I saw, basically I saw a tweet the other day and this tweet cannot be more true for me. Uh, It said something along the lines of pregnancy is such a trip. When you're like pregnant, that same belly that everybody like praises and is like, oh, gee, how beautiful. Mm. As soon as you've had the baby, that belly is what gets shamed for being like too saggy, having stretch marks, whatever yeah. it might be. Like, it's an emotional roller coaster of like, for me anyway, I went through a period of, like, I used to have a not very good relationship with my body. Um, I was just not, not in a good place with my body. I was very, very, very skinny. Um, take from that what you will. I just, you know, parked that there. Um, but I, through pregnancy, really fell in love with my body. I loved the fact yeah. that it could grow Harper. I felt really beautiful when I was pregnant. I f- of, not when I was very heavily pregnant, which you'll understand if you've been pregnant. <laughs> you yeah, at the end, you just feel like a lot a of whale. moaning. A lot of moaning and wailing. <laughs> Listen, I was no moments pregnant in a heat wave. It was 38 degrees the week before I gave birth to Harper. Oh. So, and I have not forgotten it. Oh, never have I. Don't so worry. So let me just tell you that. I was there. But prior to that, I felt the most beautiful <laughs> I'd ever felt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then after being pregnant... I was just, and I still now, I would say prior uh, to having a baby, I was quite confident about my body. I now am completely different. I'm very, very self-conscious. Yeah. Um, I, You're very shy. I'm very shy about what I wear. Um, I'm very shy about things, things that I know before I would have worn with ease. Yeah. I now am like, oh, can't wear that because people will judge me because of this. Can't wear that because people will see my thighs, my stomach, whatever it is. That's ingrained in you, though, because I tell you every day that oh, yeah. you look beautiful. It doesn't matter to me. Dan says to me, oh, it doesn't matter because I think you're beautiful. And I absolutely, I, th- I think that's lovely that you still think I'm beautiful. However, I have such a negative view of myself that I don't understand how anyone could think I'm beautiful. So how how can I, like, I just think in some levels that he's saying that just to be nice, which is nice. And ultimately, he said to me, oh, well, it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. It absolutely doesn't it matters what i think yeah 
And I, it's not because I'm thinking, oh, that guy down the street's not looking at me because I don't care. I think I, I, the only attention I want is from anyone is from you. Yeah, but, but it's not. Yeah, but it's I not about don't... that. I think it, it's. I, I get it, and and perhaps guys take it for granted when we just think, well, we're just telling them that to us, you are still beautiful. Like, and and you've created like this beautiful baby. Mm. Like that's the most amazing thing in the world. But we don't necessarily think that you want to walk down the street and get wolf whistled out. We're not like we, I guess we just think that that is enough. Like we're telling you and you, we're the person that you yeah, want to come, like want to think that about you. But okay. I guess you need to feel it yourself. A hundred percent. I think you look the most beautiful when you feel the most beautiful inside. I know yeah. that sounds like a cliche thing to say, but I think when you love yourself and when you think you look good, it radiates off you and the, and the confidence is what makes you look good. Like if you're confident in something, it yeah. you'll you'll pull it off. Uh, like for example, um I've seen women on Instagram embracing their stretch marks. Mm. I I got I've, I've got quite bad stretch marks from having Harper, like really quite severe. Yeah, but I like them. I call them your little Harper scars. I know, but there's not there's not always people that are as nice about them or as supportive as you are. Like, if you're listening at home, you might have a partner who isn't as yeah. supportive. And also, you are listening at home and you might think, Lucy, I've seen your stretch marks on Instagram. They're disgusting. Well, do you know what I say to you? <laughs> well, I don't I think, know what I say to you. I feel very <clears throat> mixed emotions yeah, about that. But, you, but you, for you, it's very emotional anyway, just because of the fact that you grew Harper in your tummy. And then you've got that because of Harper and you love Harper more than anything in the world. But I think your relationship with your stretch marks, not that you would call it a relationship with them, but it, it stemmed from the appointment that you had with the nurse. Yeah. Which I don't know. I think we may have talked about it, so I won't necessarily go into loads of detail. Well, but... uh, like, we'll just quickly say, because I don't know, if, I, don't, I don't think we did, but I don't want to dwell on it too much because I don't want to give her too much airtime. But I had a really, really horrible midwife. My normal midwives were lovely, but on my first appointment after I'd had Harper, they do like a checkup where they check the baby and they yeah. check you. And um... it was the, the hit, uh, pin heel prick test or whatever it was. Oh, yeah, it was the Harper's heel prick test. And because um, I'd had a C-section, they wanted to check like that everything was healing properly. Um, so she was checking me over. and I, I wasn't allowed in the room at this Dan point. Dan wasn't allowed in the room because of COVID and stuff. Um, I have quite bad stretch marks on my stomach and my thighs. And a midwife said to me, um, OMG, she really has ruined you, hasn't she? Look at all those scars and all your stretch marks. And let me tell you, as a person who... Well, as a newly mm-hmm. not pregnant woman, your emotions are already sky high because of hormones. Uh, you've also then got this weird relationship with your body. You just don't say that. You just don't. You no. have to be supportive. And uh, well, uh, yeah, I think it, I think obviously that it was really bad that that even happened, and that if she said that to you, then she's probably said that to other people. Yeah, and there's probably other girls out there that feel the same. Yeah, and uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the advice is. I don't know what what we should say to people. Um, you know, uh, really, the advice should go to the to the midwife. Yeah, to not say that to, kind of thing to people. Um, you know, it's just it's just not nice. But I think from our point of view, as as partners, yeah, we just all we can do is be supportive. Yeah, like that's all we can do. Like, what well, I can't make you feel a cer- a certain way about your own body. No, it is. It's a. I think it's a journey, and I think it's a journey that like it just takes time. I wouldn't say I'm anywhere near the end of it, but I like I'm definitely better than I was. Well, um, what are you doing now? 
You're doing a little hula hooping every day. Yeah, I know, but it's like a, it's like a thing where you say like I'm doing hula hooping every day, but you're not really doing hula hooping every day, are you? You're doing hula hooping maybe twice a week, and then you're having a takeaway twice a week, so it kind of negates the. <laughs> and a takeaway, I'm sure, the... takes over. Uh, I'm sure a takeaway is more calories than. Okay, you're, you're not trying to make you meant to make me feel better. <laughs> anyway, hula hooping, brilliant though. Uh, also, big up. shout out to Rachel at Hula Dancer Size. Uh, she's someone. Who... <laughs> I, listen, Shameless I don't self promo for hula hooping. I don't know this person, but oh, I, honestly, so I, I, we've now had to buy the entire family hula hoops because Lucy won't stop going on about listen, it. Listen, this this gal does like dancing and hula hooping, and I just I, I <laughs> if you've ever seen my story, Lucy's stories will always be serious. And oh, <laughs> look at me! I'm hula hooping. Oh, I could do a little. Uh, I can bend down and get back up. My Instagram stories will be of Lucy failing to do that <laughs> five or six times. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. But you're practicing. You're giving it a go. I can't hula hoop. I gave it a go and hated it. Yeah, yeah. But you're just not. You're a very round shape. So how do you round? <laughs> how do you hula hoop when you're around? When you're a circle? Easy. How can you hula hoop around well, a circle? Like <clears throat> it's not. It's not easy, and it's impossible. <laughs> I know that because I've tried it several times. Right, I'm gonna. St- <laughs> I don't want to think about you hula hooping anymore, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a it. It was story. good. I think it's the hip. Mo- it's in the hip movement. Yeah, no, isn't it? that's making me put me off even more. To be honest, uh, thinking about your hip movements. Right, this is a story. Yeah, <laughs> Dan's looking at me. He's a bit annoyed that I've stopped talking about his hip movement. <laughs> uh, this People story. People want to hear it. Right, nobody wants to hear it. Just, just to be clear. Okay, I'll do a visual on my Instagram. No. Uh, <clears throat> This is from Amy S. Um, and she sent in a story. She said, hey, my name is Amy. I had my son, Phoenix, on August the 10th. So I completely lost my pregnancy to COVID and gave birth with COVID restrictions. I'm a single mum, which has been tough with the first baby. And being on your own with no visitors, etc. has been super hard. I'm now only seven months later, finally learning how to live this new life. I'm on a mission to save money get fit and get into a routine with my son, enabling me to keep the house super tidy and up to date with the washing. After Phoenix was born, I actually had to have an emergency procedure about two weeks later to remove my placenta, which they had left inside me, which was a mad experience. So many things went wrong. You literally won't believe it. I also would like to talk about the fact that he wasn't put on me after birth and I didn't feel this rush of love and immediately fall in love. In fact, oh. I really struggled to love him at the start, and I think it's important for other mums to know that it's normal and it's okay. I felt so disappointed and like I was a terrible mum, but after speaking to more mums, I found it's just a bit taboo to say I didn't love my child when they were first born. I'm a say-it-as-it-is kind of girl and definitely a say-it-as-it-is kind of mum. Let me know if there's anything else you'd like to know. Speak soon, Amy. Firstly, can I just say... Um, thank you for sharing your message because that, it, that is such a yeah. <clears throat> difficult story to tell um i was going to say that that fit, and i as a guy i guess will never know will never understand that but to share something like that must be that must have been really hard i think i think that's massive massive kudos to you to be able to share a story like that for yeah. one oh 100 um two your son is obviously very very lucky to have you yeah um and without going into because i don't know the details behind why you're a single mum but i can assure you that well i mean it's hard not not being a single mum it's hard just being yeah i i could not i could not imagine uh what you're doing um and i just have so much respect for for your story yeah and yeah (laughs) but there's probably a lot of mums out there's probably a lot of mums and maybe even dads like this is probably something that even less people talk about, but where you have that moment where you put have the baby on you for the first time, and you sort of did, 
not didn't well, miss apart, out on it. Yeah. But Harper, you didn't get straight away because she had the, like she had trouble breathing. We did. Yeah, we talked about that in, ep- so in um, season one. So we did talk about it in season one. But um, you just think it's going to be like it's in the movies that you have your baby, they get put on you, and you fall in love. They just say, um, you know, you just think they pop them out. Put them on your chest. Pop, pop, pop them, them out. Sorry. Oh, there they are as a baby. Put it on you, oh, and yeah, then just, you you're know. in love. But it, it, it isn't. The <laughs> reality is, it out. isn't. They have to do their checks. They have to make sure the baby's fine. They have to make sure the mum's fine. But I think even you know, I'm sure there's probably dads out there thinking, oh, I don't feel like I bonded with my child straight away. No. And it might even. I'm not saying it is harder for a dad, but I'd imagine if you are a dad in that position, it could feel harder. Because I as don't a mom, think it's harder for a dad. Like I, I respect. No, no, dads. not hard. I, I mean, harder for a dad to talk to, like to oh, bring to that talk up. about it for sure. I think there's a lot more taboo. Over, I, I think there's taboo over mental health anyway. 100%. There's taboo over postpartum mental yeah. health, but there is even more taboo over uh, men's health after having a baby. Um, and actually, did you know that men can get postnatal depression? Um, no, this is the thing. By, I, mean, this I don't know if it's called by proxy or something, because obviously they've not actually had the baby inside them. But Well, this is where I was going with it. It's it's kind of like the mum, you know that you can you can rest assured at some point you will fall in love with, with your baby. So you might have, surely you have some maybe that moment and you might feel like you didn't love him like Amy was saying. But now you're at a point where, of course, you do love I think him. when you when you go through the, like a traumatic experience as well, like Amy's birth was obviously quite traumatic, mm. Actually, it it can be hard to love something that that has like not caused you that pain, but like it, you're going to have a lot of emotions. Yeah. You might have resentment towards your medical team. You might feel angry at something else. You might feel let down by COVID or whatever it might be. Like I felt like I'd been cheated out of my whole pregnancy. Like that. Then there's a lot of emotions going around, and actually that can mean that sometimes there might be resentment towards your baby. It might not even yeah. be that. It might just be that it doesn't happen as quickly as... Well, you can't force a feeling, can you? It's, it, it, it's, I don't... And it's not the same yeah. as, you know, not that it is the same, but, okay, when we met, yeah, we had feelings for each other and we sort of had a spark straight away and yeah. people go out on dates okay, and there'll be some annoying. people that go out on dates. Sorry? What? Some people go out on dates <laughs> and... They just won't, there won't be a spark. So they won't ever see each other again. But yeah. if you have I mean, a baby, not, not and that's your baby. baby, then you ha- have to, at some point, have that. I think it does come. I think what she's saying is, it's just, it's not like you see in the movies that you just put on your baby and you meet mm. instantly fall in love. I don't think it happens like that. I think what I would have found really helpful is if there would have been, if I'd have seen some real life stories of like people actually giving birth so i actually knew what it was like well so yeah that, but let's be honest we could have done that and we avoided doing that we could have watched the tv shows or the documentaries yeah, but that's what i'm saying the tv shows they, they, like nobody talks about these taboo subjects yeah, but you don't know so you, you haven't watched them no, no no but nobody talks about like not loving a child when they first put on you nobody talks about like things like that so then how no, how as not a mainstream. new mum do you know yeah oh it's not just me how how do you know that? No, I guess you, you only know it now. And the only thing I can say now is f- through this process of social media, yeah. you now know that there's such a huge support network of new mums yeah. on Facebook, Instagram, yeah. uh, TikTok. You know, there's, there is a, that support network. So for people like Amy, there's always going to be people that you can reach out and talk to. Yeah. And I would say someone like you, Luce, because obviously you're, quite mumsy on Instagram. I'm sure everyone that reached out to you that says I'm having a bad day or this happened 
Yeah. So I know what you're like and I know that you're nice and you'll just, you will be there for people and you will respond to people. So yeah. I think it's good for people to know that there is a support network out there and you can yeah. always reach out to someone. 100%. Thank you for but sending in your story though, yeah, Amy. That it's, good, was... it's good to talk about. I think it is a, it's a hard subject and certainly, and look, we're not experts in, by any means. Uh, and I would also like to say we would, we try and look for the positive in most situations. Yeah. So where there is a negative, there's always going to be a positive. Um, yeah, I can't. What are you saying? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to say, like, so, yes, things are tough, but then think how close you're going to be now with, with your little boy. and Yeah, you and Phoenix will have a, the best bond forever. Um, you know, yeah. yeah. Well done. Respect to you. I don't know what to say other than I just have a lot of admiration for you reading that message. So, yeah. Um, and if you ever need to chat, then feel free to message me. Um, another message we've got from a lady called Susie. Oh, Susie. Uh, so Susie said, so when you messaged me yesterday, so Susie, Susie messages me on Instagram as well. Okay. Uh, when you messaged me yesterday, I was having a bad day, so I thought I'd share how I was feeling. I'm an older first-time mum hitting 40 this year. When we fell pregnant, it was not long after a miscarriage. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. Uh, and then lockdown hit. To be honest, it didn't bother me being pregnant during lockdown as I'm quite an independent woman and I'm quite good in my own company. My hubby was having to work from home and I had found TikTok. I loved following Lucy and Dan, brackets, Lucy really, as I saw she was pregnant and liked to see what she was up to. Then two weeks before Alfie was born, one day after Harper, Andy, my husband, lost his job. Which, yes, was pretty rubbish. But Andy got to experience what a lot of new dads aren't able to, extra time with his new son. This is what I was just saying. Yeah. Positive, where there's a negative, there's a positive. <laughs> However, but time went on. <laughs> that came to fruition quicker than I thought it would. <laughs> Andy, wasn't still, uh, Andy still wasn't able to get a job. We were having to rely on his parents and my family to help with shopping and bills. Without realising, I was relying on Andy far too much. Not that we got to go out anywhere, but when we did, Andy did a lot of the work of driving, car seat, business, pushchair, etc. Oh, driving, car seat business, pushchair business. Basically, the point of my moan is now Andy is four weeks into his new job and I've never felt more alone and lacked confidence. I'm terrified of taking Alfie out in the car, having to practice putting the car seat in and out. I also have a bad back and a 22-pound baby. I've got no new mum friends and Alfie hates being left with anyone but me. The one thing I didn't want is to have a clingy baby. When you go through fertility treatment and miscarriage and then have a baby through lockdown with no support, we've not even heard from my health visitor since October. It's been pretty tough, but me and Andy have got through it together. But now he's back at work. I've never felt more alone. You know what, though? I watch Lucy and her videos. Oh, so <laughs> nice. And I'm amazed at how she does it. I wish I could be like before and have that confidence. I woke up today with a new fresh head. I'm happier because I discussed it with my hubby, Alfie. Alf, I discussed it with my hubby. Alfie was better with his nana last this time while I had my physio appointment and the sun is shining. And I know that with time, I'm going to be able to take Alfie for a B&M haul like Lucy <laughs> does. Thank you, Lucy. Brackets. Sorry, Dan. I know it's more aimed at Lucy. Love, Susie. I know it's, this may not be what you're looking for, but it's always nice to hear good things said about you. There's not enough in the world. Yeah, I'd agree with that, definitely. What a nice message. Nice. I mean, it wasn't really about me. No one said anything <laughs> nice about me there at all other than... No, but like, okay, so what do you what do you think about her lacking confidence and feeling alone? Like, do you have any words of advice for Susie? <clears throat> I, I'm probably not the best. I, I, I don't because... <laughs> Susie, for listening, <laughs> Dan, Dan, yeah. Listen, Susie, you wrote me off, so <laughs> you and Lucy are on your own. All right, you can get a room. Uh, I, I don't know, because I can't put myself in that mind frame. So, yeah. all, all, you know, all I could say is, like, your, your hubby. Well, imagine they're in our situation, because Susie and Andy sound like they've got a relationship. Andy. Like, 
That's sound it. like yeah. we've got a relationship like we do, that she's like quite sad like being without him and like she obviously relies on him for a, a bit of stuff. So actually being alone can be quite isolating. I think it's just about getting more of a structure. I think the mm-hmm. I, I would be more reaching out to Andy to say and like just give as much support through this time as you can. Like it is going to be adjust an adjustment. Does it work though? We, I know, but there's nothing you can do if you're at work. You like you need to work. Yeah. Like he needs to work to to provide, and I and I get that. Um, but I think more about when he does get home or when he's not at work about having a structure and being as supportive as he can. It is going to be an adjustment. Don't forget, we've been through the adjustment. We went really through the adjustment difficult. of like we worked together twenty four seven. Yeah. Then, we, then coronavirus hit, and then you was off, mm-hmm. and then I was off, and we was both off together. Then I was back to work. You know, so we've been through several different adjustments yeah. of having to spend a certain amount of time with with each other yeah and all i can really sort of advise is you know get get some kind of structure and some kind of routine yeah and that alone should give you a bit more confidence because you know what you're doing the structure definitely helped me during the day like now that harper's in a bit of a routine i know i can plan my day around that like so i don't have the fear of is she going to be hungry when i go out is she going to need this when i go out I know that she eats at this time, she naps at this time, and, like, don't get me wrong, I know that's, like, a miracle baby. Most babies don't do that. I know how lucky that is. But even to have some sort of semi-routine of knowing, like, and I think once your baby gets, as your baby gets older, so at at the point where Alfie is now, you'll probably know his cues for when Mm -hmm. he's hungry and stuff, so you'll be able to judge. And I just think, just take everything in your stride. So it's one step at a time. One step at a time. The more the more days you go out and you and you put the Alfie in the car, yeah. you unload the car, yeah. and then you load the car back up. Like the more times you do that, the more days you do that, the more confidence you'll get. Yeah, hundred percent. So you just got to keep doing it, live your life. Don't like don't go the other way with it, and not say become reclusive. Obviously, we're in a pandemic, so there's not much we, we, <laughs> so we can do. Become reclusive. Become reclusive. <laughs> it, you know, during the pandemic, become reclusive. But yeah. no, I, you Dan is absolutely right. You have to. You have to live your life. And I think just take everything in your stride. It's not going to go perfectly. If he has a meltdown in the middle of home bargains, it does not matter. Nobody is going to think, OMG, like nobody's going to see you struggling with the pram and judge it. Like it is fine. Mm. Just think about you and Alfie. And as long as you are both okay, it does not matter. And, you know, you message me on Instagram anyway, so you can always message me. But There you go. Little mum support network. <laughs> we should create like a mum club. You Mom's already club. have. Your whole Instagram is a mum club. <laughs> yeah, like, true, I know true, that true. because when I do something on my Instagram yeah. that is taking the mickey out of you, yeah. the mums come at me. <laughs> I get messages <laughs> telling me to leave you alone. Yeah. So, the, the mum club is strong, you know? I don't have a club. I need, like, a dad club. What would you... Okay, so if you were... Uh, this is my question to you. It's a bit of a random one. Just yep. throw you a curveball. If you had a dad's only club and you knew that whatever you said in there could never go anywhere else, you'd never get any judgment for it, what is one thing you would ask the dads or tell the dads? Oh, Is there something like you think that is taboo about like dadhood that you don't talk about or that you've experienced or like this is your time to open uh, up, be an open book? He's I, staring at the ceiling because yeah, I put him I, on the spot and he hates it when I'm on I don't love you. I like to be prepared. Uh, <laughs> There's nothing that I can think of. What I would say is this. Oh, by saying that, I'll reveal the secret, though. So go on, just say it. So just be honest. As as men, mm-hmm. I feel we have 
we have this, I guess, this mode ingrained into us. I'm not yawning because of what you're saying. It, sounds, it looks like you might be. <laughs> so, which is ironic that you're tired because what will happen is through the night, uh, I will pretend to be asleep. You're yawning Sorry. again. <laughs> I will pretend, I'll pretend to be asleep uh, when I'll sometimes hear Harper have a little cry. But I think all men do this. But listen, guys, we need to keep this a secret from from girls, from our partners, right? All partners that do this, just you get you can get away with it. I've been doing it for how old, Harper? Now, uh, nearly eight months. Nearly eight months. So, just to be clear, yep. Uh, we are enough apart that I can't reach Dan, but I can use my legs to touch him, and I am hard pressing my yeah. toes into You've his got calves, grabby little feet, to try as well. and like. I don't know. Yeah. Making feel anyway, the pain. Listen, you asked what that's what we would talk about in secret. Okay. Like we'd be like, guys, keep the secret. Like what just don't do tell anyone. What do you think anyone. is the best thing about being a dad? Uh the best thing about being a dad is seeing best and worst. A bit seeing her happy little face. Yeah. Every it doesn't matter what time of day, if Harper wakes up from a nap, she's, she's smiling. She's such a happy baby. She sees either me or you. Yeah. And she has a smile on her face. Yeah, I'm like, just seeing my brain now. We are lucky probably, but we have such a happy little baby. And the fact that she just, like, melts my heart, even... like the reason, emotional the, 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 the reason I <laughs> even watch your stories... Sorry, the reason you watch my stories? <laughs> if I'm not in them, I don't want to... I don't know what you're doing <gasps> to at To be fair, I did see you yesterday skip through my Tesco haul. Yeah. Like, you literally... You made eye contact with me while you were doing it. Like, you committed to skipping through it. Yeah, because my... I was like, oh, such a that's two pounds. Oh, that's two pounds. Oh, that's another pound gone. Like, it's just, it racks up. It was my money. <laughs> well, is it? Yeah. So the, yeah, I think that's, the that's one bit. of the, that's, that's the best bit of just seeing her little face. The worst, uh, she doesn't really have many meltdowns. I think sometimes the worst bits have been when she just doesn't want me or she won't yeah. settle. And I'm like, I just think, I just want to have a little cuddle with her. We want to put a Disney film on. She did go through a clingy phase she quite recently, and I really did not want her to be a clingy baby. No. Much like Susie, I can totally empathise with the whole clingy baby thing. Harper fully went through it um, and got to the point where she would literally cry as soon as she went to Dan or basically just was not with me. Because um, my mum's in our bubble as well, so yeah. she didn't want my mum, she didn't want my... like She just didn't want anyone, she just wanted Which, me. It was lovely to see that. It's lovely for me, but I, then it, was, it got to a point where it's like No, it's like it was lovely for me to also see that she wanted oh, okay. someone. Like she wanted her mummy, like and that was amazing. But also it was a bit sad that she oh, I couldn't comfort her. Yeah. Her nan her nanny couldn't comfort her. Yeah. So that's uh Lucy's mum. We don't have a living <laughs> nanny. Just <laughs> no, just in case I don't want anyone very to get wanky. Falls. <laughs> Don't I'm allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that. You're going to bleep it all cut out. Can't say that. You just become Louisa Zisman. That's what you did then. So sorry. Right, I've got I've got a question for you to answer. Then this is from Autumn. Yeah. All the way over in Florida. Ah, she messaged me on Instagram. So it says, "What would you do if Dan wouldn't let you?" We've gone across the pond. Sorry. Just wanted to use across the pond as a phrase. He's glaring at me because I cut him off. Start again. I'll do an intro. Do, 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 dance question time. Do that again or we'll fall out. <laughs> right. He's actually glaring at me. The, right. I'm the, stop. It's because right. she does this to me in real life as well. So. Uh, <clears throat> right. This is from Autumn in Florida, which everyone knows is obviously 
in across America. The across the pond. Yeah, right. You've got had your moment. Uh, what would you do if Dan wouldn't let you discipline your child, but gets mad every time he or she acts out and tells you you need to get your child under control? Firstly, there's one word in there which really irritates me. Uh, it's get your child under control. Yeah. First of all, both your child, your child. Uh, second of all, I completely empathise with having different views on parenting styles. Dan likes to tell me I'm Molly Coddle Harper. Um, <laughs> however, if he he's not allowed to criticise you disciplining your child and then tell you to get him under control yeah. when he is acting out, uh, he needs to decide which which side he's on. Um, and also I think you need to have a conversation with him and say that you need to be on one team when it comes to parenting styles, that like you need to make yeah. a compromise because it's not going to be the best thing for your child if you're not on the same team in terms of how you want to parent your child. But do, he yeah. shouldn't speak to you like that. No, and listen, we don't, this is a snapshot. This is just no, one question, I, so we I'm don't just, know. Well, we can only base it on what she's telling us. Yeah, but what, yeah, yeah, we can. Uh, I, I, I think either way, you need to be a team. Yeah, 100%. You uh, absolutely need to be a team. You are going to have probably good cop, bad cop, and there's going to be things that you'll need to to yeah. do. But, yeah, I don't agree with, uh, you know, get your child under control. Like, it is a team. You're a family. So yeah. it shouldn't even be... Like, if your child isn't under control, in air quotes, then there's a reason. Your child needs something. So he or she might be hungry yeah. or might need entertaining or might be uncomfortable, like, just just figure it out. Like, it's... Yeah. What? Well, I don't know how you figure it out. I feel like that didn't come across the way you wanted Not to. like... <laughs> yeah. Just figure it out. Or no, just, you've got to just figure out what the thing is that they need. Basically, not, what you're not saying just is her partner shouldn't just shout her and saying, you need to discipline your child or yeah. you need to sort your child out. That's there's a the reason answer. for it. It's not just about... Yeah. There's not just one mode and that's discipline. Yeah, um, agreed. But, yeah. Guess what time it is? What time is it? Is it time to is do your little jingle? Almost. I've got one. Uh, Autumn did actually tell a funny story, which I just oh, want okay. to lighten the mood, and then we'll. All right. Once do your the mood's light, we can go to. Uh, we can go to producer Tom. Do your mood light then. Here we go. So uh, this is also from Autumn. She said, "So Leo, uh, Leo is her son, by the way. Uh, Leo and I drove to a clothing store, forty-five minutes away from our home, just for fun. Now I usually bring extra clothes and a." Uh, pull up nappy because he's uh, not going to the loo in the toilet because he's scared and having extra clothes is what mums do well of course the one day I didn't bring anything for him we drive 45 minutes all for him to go and hide under a clothes rack <laughs> and poo in his big boy underwear the toilets were out of order and normally he tells me he needs a nappy uh, but he didn't tell me so I'm walking around for probably 25 minutes I'm looking around everyone because everyone has a stank face on looking in our direction. Quick question, what is that? What does that a mean? Stank face. I've like, not heard that. Like sort of turning their nose up at you. Is that an Americanism? Yeah. Because she's from Florida. Like when people, you know, when people give you like dirty looks. Oh, okay. That's what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, come to find out my son is walking behind me, which I see, because uh, I see him behind me, but he's digging in his nappy into his poo and it's just falling out of his pants little by little around the store. This is a mortifying WTF. So embarrassing. So me being a mum, I grabbed napkins from my car and picked up the trail of poo around the store and walked straight out of the door. Haven't returned since. Come get my kid. He's yours. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. You haven't sold him to us. 
Uh, I just feel horrified. I wouldn't. Not only would I not go back to that store, I would I'd probably move, move states. I'd move, move states. <laughs> you can no longer live in Florida. I'm move afraid. to England. <laughs> Although if that's going to happen regularly, America's quite a big place, so you probably can. Yeah, that's true. You can move states. To move to state. states. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas England, yeah. You... I can tell you now, if Harper does that, return to sender. Return to the sender. <laughs> You're she's going Daniel, back. She's so. been really good though. She's really good to be fair. Yeah, but she might be a horrible toddler. She might be luring us in. She might be luring <laughs> us in. Apparently, was I a good baby? Did my no. my mum said I was? Uh, so I was a horrible baby, but an amazing adult. Oh no, I think it's the other way around. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it was the other way around because then she said she had Lee, and then she was like, absolutely not, no more. Yeah, I think I went for a phase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm still going through that phase. Yes, you are. Uh, well, before we have a domestic in the podcast room, it's time for the jingle. It's time for the jingle. It's producer Tom's question time. Who's the money? Question time. Hello, producer Tom. Hi, producer Tom. Question time. Oh, question time, question time. That time of the week already. That yeah. time of the week. <laughs> uh, uh, arguably your favourite time of the week. Uh, I would what, say producer so. Producer Tom. Yeah, producer he lives, Tom. He lives just for question time. He lives for question time. Okay. I'm telling you. I like how you're talking like I'm not here as yeah, well. No. <laughs> yeah, he's right here. <laughs> Brilliant. I love it. I love it. Very good. now, Dan. Uh, but yeah, in fact, I do live for question time just to clear <laughs> that one up for there you go. Uh, everyone else. <laughs> so the first question I've got today is. Will you will you have more babies? Mm. Oh, no. It's <laughs> a short answer. We made a pact yeah. when I was heavily pregnant that if either one of us got broody, it would be an absolute no. Um, I think we're just a one one and done family, you know? It's just easier yeah. with one. We've got the, we wanted a girl. I don't think we really want a boy, to be honest. We, well, and I'll you never what know is. what you're going to get. Yeah, we, we, we wanted a girl and we got a girl. Yep. And we're quite happy as a little as a little three trio, a little trio. Um, a lot of people have told stories about when the second child comes along. Yeah, actually, it's harder, especially it's harder when the, a lot of people. I've had a lot of people refer to because Harper's literally like an angel baby. Yeah, she is. Um, and a lot of people refer to them as trap babies, which basically yeah. means that they look, they trap you into thinking we make nice babies. Aren't yeah, they? Just let's really have loads. Easy. Let's yeah. have another one, and the next one. Harper just happens to have got all the good genes, but the next one is like statistically likely to be it's all the an remaining absolute genes. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, scraps. it's a big flat no. <laughs> uh, that, I mean, that, listen, and that's not to say that anyone that has a second or third oh, child. We're obviously not, you know, uh, slagging off if you've got is, other children. No. We just <laughs> for us, nah. Just, just not for us. Um, I also feel like, you know, would we cope? With, with two, uh, you know, we barely cope with one. Oh I would say. no, she's good. But no, we, she's good. Yeah. Scott, but I'm just thinking things like we like our lifestyle, like being able to go on holiday. We like our lifestyle. And... The biggest thing for us is travel. We want to be able to take Harper to as many places as we can. Yeah. But also by doing that, I'd imagine we've never been on holiday with a child. I'd imagine it can be quite stressful. So at least yeah. this way, if I need an hour to myself, Lucy can have Harper. I can go and have an hour to myself, and vice versa. Whereas yeah. if you have two or three, you always got one or the other. So basically, it's a no. So basically, it's a no. We 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 feel it probably could get tough. It, it, you know, when we remember when Harper's maybe ten or five, and we're like, oh, do you remember when she was a baby? Like, oh, I feel amazing. like when she's like three, I'm gonna be like, I, I, I feel like we <laughs> might we might get broody, and also like friends of ours have just had a, a baby as well, and you start seeing people yeah. around you have babies, and you're like, oh, miss that moment. But we both made a pact to talk talk each other out of it. So so no, no babies for Dan and Lucy. No more babies for Dan and Lucy. Well, you heard it here first. <laughs> big, that's a big news. Exclusive. Very good. Well, talking about Harper, uh, here's a, here's another question uh, for you both. 
uh, it is. How will you both cope when Harper plays you off against each other? Oh. I tell you now, I've got experience in this. And you I tell got... you why. Yeah. Because I was that child. You were the player offerer. I was the player offerer. If um, if your parents have been divorced, you'll know as a child, uh, you handle that one of two ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you handle it like our brother did. Very sad. You're upset. Please get together. Or you think it's a golden opportunity. Uh, so we think double Christmas presents. We think, oh, mummy, I'm feeling really sad about my divorce. Yeah. Presents. We think, Dad, it's just really sad because I just don't have two parents to come to the school play with me. Presents. So, oh no, I'll see it coming, yeah. mate. Dan will be like, oh, of course, darling, like whatever you want. And I'll be like, nah, mate, I'll call around. I'll call around now and I'll say, Harper, I've been, I've been you, so I know what you're doing. I see right through it. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm relying on you <laughs> and I'm hopefully relying on you to catch her in the act. Because be she, I will just say yes to everything she wants. I'm just going to be weak. Yep, 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 yep. So if she, wherever she wants, yeah, that's fine. Of course you can have that. <laughs> I don't need it. And you can have whatever you want. So you need to step in and yeah, be like... Absolutely not. Put your, put my foot down. <laughs> put your foot put down. Put my big girl pants on. Say no. Say no. <laughs> it might be difficult. We don't know how we're going to cope with it, realistically. Uh, yeah, no, but I do think, I do think I'm well-versed in that field. Hopefully. I hope so. Well, I'm count- counting on you. So. However, if Harper <laughs> is half as good at pulling the wall over our eyes... As I was pulling the wall over my mum and dad's eyes, yeah, we may have a problem. We may have a problem. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, uh, thank you very much for listening, sending in questions. If you have any more stories, rants, chats, questions, please send them to who's the mummy at edhopkinspr.co.uk. Can't wait to hear more of them. Bombard producer Tom with as many as you possibly can. Um, and we will see you next week for the final episode. The final two. episode. Can't believe it. We'll see you next week, which will be a roundup of all the episodes. It'll be a life update. A good old chinwag, you know? Good old Get a cup of tea, have a digestive, have a little catch up. Can't wait to see you next week. Uh, bye bye. Who's the money? The Dan and Lucy podcast. What are you doing? I thought it was going on one. I thought everyone goes on one. Who's the money? If you have a burning question, maybe you need us to help settle a debate, or maybe you just fancy a chat and want to be involved in series two, then drop an email to who's the mummy at edhopkinspr.co.uk and we might get you in on a future episode.